In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, give you great thanks and praise for the gift of St. Joseph, for the gift of this great saint who defended you and protected you. Help us to look to him as an example of virtue for us as we live our lives in this world, protecting our own souls. One thing I, <clears throat> I've said before, and I always have to caveat when I say it, the thing that this world is missing, the modern generation, especially in the States, this world can use, maybe us as Christians, we can use a good war. I say that, it's important to understand what I'm trying to say. War is the worst thing in hum- uh, humans have done throughout their history. The destruction of people, the destruction of human life, the destruction of cities and civilizations, all these things. War is the worst thing that have humans as, as a collective body uh, that we do. However, war is oftentimes a reminder for good Christian folk, a reminder that there is evil in the world and there are evil people, one. And two, we have an obligation, a Christian obligation, to defend what is good and righteous and holy and fight against evil. That's what I mean. We forget that there's evil in the world and we have to protect and defend against against that evil. So on the fourth Sunday of Advent, which is when we're in now, it's always been the, the feast day of honoring St. Joseph. And by happenstance, by this grace of God, Christmas is super late this week, this, this year. It's on a Saturday. So like St. Joseph usually has like two days, and then it's like right away it's Christmas. But this week you have a whole week to celebrate and to pray with the great feast, this great saint of, of St. Joseph. And we pray with the litany of St. Joseph. It's a very beautiful prayer. And my challenge to you would be to pray the litany of St. Joseph today or this week. Three times it talks about him defending and guardian. It says, chase guardian of the virgin, pray for us. Diligent protector of Christ, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. And that masculine virtue, the whole idea, especially for men, if I may just for today focus a little bit on the men in the world, the men in this church, to say that we have an obligation to look to St. Joseph as an example of what it means to actually be a protector and defender of good, holy, righteous things in this world because that's what men are called, called to do. Now the vice against all of this, virtue and vice, the vice against it is effeminacy. Now oftentimes... We hear effeminacy, all that guy, he's effeminate. What comes to mind is like, he talks like a girl, he's a little soft. I don't want to talk about that. We're not having a whole homily on transgenderism. I don't want to be canceled. The year's almost over. I'm enjoying my time. Not the focus of this homily. Another day, another time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Christian vice of effeminacy, which has oftentimes been described or defined as an aversion to difficult tasks. Not wanting to put ourselves against things that might be difficult or arduous. An aversion to difficult tasks. So we pray with that. We pray with St. Joseph. We pray with the whole concept of us as Christians, especially as Christian men, wanting to protect and defend what is good and righteous and holy. Starting with ourselves. Because the desire of our hearts, the temptation of our hearts, is to want to live comfortable lives. It's easier. It's just easier to play video games all day. It's just easier to eat all day. It's just easier to be lazy and to not work hard and not defend our own family, let alone our own soul. There's a reason why pornography is so prevalent in the world. Because it's so pleasurable. It's so easy. There's a reason why those gambling apps are so popular. 
because it's pleasurable. I can win money if I just put this money down. And like, oh, the desire for pleasure, the desire for money, the desire for drunkenness, the desire for all these things that can be relative, good, not pornography so much, but like sexuality is a holy thing, enjoying people's time is a good thing, enjoying a drink is a fine holy thing. But we go too far. And the attack against us is to live for the pleasures and not to have an aversion against it. Not to have the virtue of fortitude as St. Joseph is, is against that. So think about what needs to be protected and defended. That we're at war, not so much against an aggressor, but against evil. We're at war defending and protecting our very soul. There's a program called Exodus 90. Anyone ever heard of it? Any takers? One. All right, we got some people over here too. Exodus 90 was developed by a bunch of priests, four seminarians, but it works out really well for men especially. And I'm going to start it this year. It's going to be 90 days, and we're going to end on Easter, on April 17th, which means we're starting on January 17th. This is what it is. 90 days of adding prayer, exercise, and sleep. Good sleep. We don't sleep enough in this country anymore. And we take out, this is what's important, we take out from our lives snacks, screens, music, alcohol, sugar, video games, and warm showers. <laughs> 90 days of short, cold showers. 90 days of no snacking. 90 days of no movies, of no video games, of no Instagram, of no messing with your phone, no sports, nothing. 90 days of refocusing ourselves and realizing how addicted we are to pleasures. How often you wake up in the morning and you take a shower and you're just like, oh my shower, and you just warm shower and you take whatever it is. Or you're at night and you should be going to sleep and you're like on your phone. Or you should be engaged in your family, but you're distracted with the television. And you should be more calm and focused on your own physical health, but you snack. Or you had that sugar, you had that extra drink you shouldn't be doing. All these things in our lives, they're attacks on our very soul. So what do we do? We fight. We fight against. To protect, sometimes we have to fight against. So I would challenge you. Exodus 90. See how wonderful that can be for your own life. What else? Part of effeminacy, and I mean this, and I really mean this here too, right? The one extreme is kind of living in a pleasurable world, living just for yourself, living for the comforts of the world. The other extreme is not taking on a task that can be difficult, right? Besides this extreme, the other extreme can be like anger or aggressiveness that can be very unmasculine. And the, the temptation is to think that's what true masculinity is. Father, I'm an angry person. That's just who I am. I've always been this way. And you feel as if it makes you a man. But contrary to popular belief, that makes you more effeminate. Because to be a calm, rational, humble, control of your emotions takes virtue. It's not pleasurable to do that if that's your personality, if that's your temptation of life, if that's your vice. But St. Joseph, again, is a perfect example of that. It's a very underappreciated part of the gospel. It says St. Joseph, realizing Mary was pregnant of the Holy Spirit, he didn't know where she was pregnant from, decided to divorce her quietly. He didn't want to embarrass her. It wasn't about his pride. It was about protecting, defending the integrity of a woman who very calmly was going to not do anything. In a dream, the angel came to him. Meaning what? 
he had a really big decision to make. He prayed about it. He slept on it. It wasn't this aggressive, I'm going to decide right now how this happens. You don't know who you're talking to. I'm Joseph. You can't get pregnant. But no. Calmly, collectively, not in anger, not in aggressiveness, not in aggression, reflected and made a decision of life. So the two extremes, overly pleasurable or overly aggressive, St. Joseph is the humble in between. He's the humble, perfect balance and virtue that we can live in our own lives and that's so beautiful and so important. So what are we doing? We're protecting our own souls. And then, as men, mostly in this church, we have men who are husbands and fathers. Let's talk about that for a second. How important do you take your task of defending and protecting your home? Because if somebody were to knock on your door with a shotgun, you would protect that family as you should. Protect the church as you should. Every Christmas, Father Pierre, are you going to protect the church from, from any, any terrorist attacks? I was like, you know, that's probably not going to happen. We should protect the church. I was like, how much do you protect your own soul? You're so concerned about something that's not going to happen, but your own soul you allow attacks in. Your own family. Think we're at war for your family. If you don't think we're at war for your family, God have mercy, you're not paying attention. And where is the devil fighting us? Right at the front? Does he come right from the front door and attack us? No, he takes the, the he flanks us with our phones, with our television, with the internet. And to defend your family means what? That in your home, you can do this because you're the husband and father of this house, have no private screens. Your 14-year-old daughter doesn't get a private phone. She doesn't do it. All her friends do. How are all her friends doing in life? Super excited about life? Probably not. It brings anxiety. It brings, it brings a sense of what wrong things are in the world, and therefore we focus on it. We can be owned by our possessions, or we can live in this world and live for normal lives. That's on us. Do we have a high, this is really important, do we hold a high standard of Christian modesty in this world? Do we actually hold the women in our lives accountable to modesty? It's important. And oftentimes, oh, Father Pierre, you're misogynistic. Or we've lost our minds and the attacks of the evil one against us. Do you protect and defend your family by being the leader of prayer in your family? It's not your wife's job or your grandma's job or your mother's job. It is your job. If the church is to survive, if the strength of the church that you want to defend and protect, the men in this community, the men in this church must embrace their role as St. Joseph did, not saying it's too hard, it's too arduous, it's not pleasurable. Say, I'm going to embrace my responsibility in this church, in this home. As for me in my house, we will worship the Lord. You will protect them by praying with them. You'll protect and love your family by humbly being a father talking to them, loving them, being patient, being forgiving, being the example of God the Father in your own household. And if we have the desire to grow in humility, if we have the desire to grow in holiness, that has to be our desire. So my prayer for you is this. As you celebrate St. Joseph, you look to him as such a great and perfect, not perfect, a great saintly example of what it means to protect and defend what is holy, starting with your soul, continuing on with your family, and then the church around us. So St. Joseph, 
chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. St. Joseph, diligent protector of Christ, pray for us. St. Joseph, protector of the Holy Church, pray for us.